But if you got your Bibles, uh, it's funny to me. I looked at Brother Dennis today. Um, man, it's so different to stand up there. When when Pastor asked me to stand up there, I was like, I'm not sure I want to stand up there. Um, but but man, God's presence is so real. But I looked at Dennis and said, when Dad said something about a lesson on peace that my sister taught, I, I, um, and I looked at Dennis and said, hey, the, the sermon today is the peace of God. And he said, well, your boss gave you a good one, didn't he? And I was like, yeah, our boss did. Um, and I've had it for weeks. So, But I just, I feel like a couple of nights ago, I woke up early in the morning, just like maybe two or three, and I felt like the Holy Spirit really told me to talk about peace today, that somebody that's here needs to hear the message of peace. And um, Isaiah 9, 1 through 7, even preparing for this in my office this morning, I knew we were going to have a great service. Um, Let me say this one more thing before I, you can keep it up. We can never take for granted the presence of God that we felt today. We can never take this move for granted. Because there's a lot of churches that have it together on paper. Their membership doesn't feel this. They don't experience this. Amen? And you just trust me. If we'll keep thanking Him for this, you'll watch the numbers continue to grow because there's more and more people that are hungry for God. And uh, as I was standing up there, I just felt, and Dad said, war on the family. The Holy Spirit just came over me, and I started to pray Psalms 91 over, I felt like us, and it says, no plague shall come near your dwelling. There's a lot of sick people here today. I know me and Bethany have been going through it for a while, and something just came over me. That's old covenant. No plague can come near your dwelling. Our pastor doesn't feel well. No plague can come into his house under the old covenant. God made that covenant with us. So we're going to stand on Psalms 91. Amen? So Isaiah 9, it says, Nevertheless, there shall be no more gloom for, um, for her who was in anguish. In the former time, he contemptuously treated the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he shall make it glorious by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, in, the Gal- in Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen great light. What a prophecy. Those who dwell in the land of shadow of death, upon them the light has shined and have multiplied the nation and increased the joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of the harvest and as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden, hallelujah, and the bar of his shoulder and the rod of his oppression and in the day of Midian's defeat. For all the sandals of the trampling warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. Nobody can fight our God. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting or Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Grab that. Prince of Peace. Keep going. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall and peace there shall be no end. When Jesus came, the peace came, and the peace will not end. 
upon the throne of David and of his kingdom to, um, to order it and to establish it with justice and with righteousness. It doesn't matter who won the Senate race in Alabama because there's coming a day when there's going to be a righteous government set up with no corruption and Jesus Christ, who is our peace, will rule and reign. Yeah. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this wonderful word. We thank you for Jesus Christ. I pray for your anointing, Father. God, I pray this word, whoever it's for, would be received and believed. We love you, God. We need you today. Come and have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, he's the Prince of Peace. So when he came, one of the beautiful things about Jesus coming is that he came for peace. But I, I see, as I was praying over this, I, we were doing a, a teaching a couple months ago on the Beatitudes, and it said, blessed are the peacemakers, you know, and you're like, well, making peace. The problem, the reason that a lot of people don't, aren't peacemakers is not because they have a rowdy spirit or any of that. It's they don't truly understand who the Prince of Peace is. If you don't know Jesus intimately on an everyday basis, there is absolutely no way in this world for you to have peace. You can't be a peacemaker without the Prince of Peace sitting on the, and reigning in your heart. And listen, when I grew up in church, God began to remind me, you know what makes us different from the world? Our peace. When we lose our peace, something in our life is ruined because that is the very covenant of God with His people that there would be a peace and a calm in every single situation. Kill me if you want to, the old saint said. I don't care because I'll be with him. There's a peace that comes. Put John 14 up. It says, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Now look at this. Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Hey, today... If you don't have peace, it's because you're not receiving a free gift. He left it for you. You have to receive it. Amen? Now, this is where I want to stay for a second. Not as the world gives do I give to you. I give you a peace, and it has nothing to do with the world's peace. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And, and we, he keeps going, but I want to stay there. When I Googled the word peace, here's what it says. Freedom from disturbances, quiet and tranquility, no more war or violence. That is the complete opposite of the kingdom of God. See, some of you when I'm preaching peace are thinking freedom from disturbances, quiet, calm. That's not peace. You can put that down. That's the world's peace. Listen to me. The peace that we get is in the middle of the war, in the middle of the disturbance, when everything is not going right. See, the world's peace says, as long as nothing's bothering me, and that's why the church is not evangelizing. We just want the world's peace. We just want, leave me alone, let me do my thing, let me have my, what I need, don't let me have any problems, I'm just going to sit here on this little pew, and I don't want to grow, I don't want to do anything, I don't want to be told any correction, I just want to be left alone, devil, you go that that way and I'll, I'm content just to sit right here and I want that kind of peace that's not biblical 
Everywhere Paul went, they beat him, they threw him, stoned him, drug him, left him shipwrecked. Everywhere he went, there was all kind of chaos. But he said, there is a peace that passes understanding. I don't even know why I'm at calm, Lord, but I'm at peace even though hell is ascending. A dear friend of mine, his wife up and left him. His kids started acting crazy. And he looked at me one day and he said, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm at peace. I shouldn't be at peace. My heart is broken. My children aren't serving God. My wife left me. Those are things out of his control, by the way. And he said, but there's a peace that is holding my heart together. See, he didn't have the world's peace. He had a peace that's way different. Some of you are walking through some stuff. Listen, we get so good at playing church. Smile, bless God, how you doing? And you go into your man cave or your office and you just sit with your hands on your face. Or you go and sit in front of the TV. Isn't it funny how we retreat to TV sometimes just because it's like, I don't have to worry about anything. I can watch something happy. Get me a Netflix original series and live through their life because my life's not at peace. Y'all looking at me like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Ephesians 2.14. Paul says, this is all I want you to see. For he is our peace. Isaiah 26.3. Look at this. You will keep him in complete and perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the world, whose mind is worried about the money, whose mind is worried about the economy. whose mind is stayed on you. It's so hard to put our mind on him when the storm is so loud. It's so hard to focus on him when everything's not working the way it should work. We're in the Presbyterian Church of Mount Olive. Didn't know we had one. When that storm gets loud, it's easy to talk peace but all of a sudden, when the storm is in front of you and everything doesn't go right, our mind instantly goes everywhere but to the source. Amen. Because you've got to look at the next line. Because they trust in you. There's a record that God has given you. There's a history with you and God that you got to get that history. And you got to look and say, hey, I remember the bear. The bear was loud, but God delivered me. I remember the lion. The lion was big. The lion was roaring, but God delivered me. And now this giant that's so much bigger than me is in front of me. I remember those things. I trust in you, Lord. And the Lord that delivered me from them is the same God that's going to deliver me now. That brings a peace. David didn't walk up to that giant shaking or scared. He was mad that the troops were shaking and scared because they had forgot who their God was. Amen? It's time for you today to get bowed back up at the devil. 
It's time for us to say, I'm so sick of talking with my mouth about all the things the devil's doing and all the attacks instead of declaring God and putting my mind on the Prince of Peace. Why did he come, Sister Anine? Because he wants us to have peace. Now listen, go back and keep it in your mind. I'm not telling you he wants you to have a trouble-free life. You won't serve him if you live a trouble-free life. Your flesh will be complete and you'll go live and do what you want to do. But he wants you in the middle of the storm to know him. And to be. And look, this is, this is one of my favorite stories in Mark. I love, I just, I don't know. I love this. Put my scripture in Mark up. It says, the same day when the evening came, he said to them, Whose idea was this? Let us go across to the other side. Right? Got to get this. Whose idea was it? They didn't walk to Jesus and say, hey, you know what? I think it'd be great if we went to the other side. You know why? They would have been just as content to sit right there, let him keep breaking the bread for 5,000, feed them. Remember, that's worldly peace. They would be so happy just sitting right there. Church service is good. Got good friends and family in here. It feels good. Everything's peaceful. Let's just sit right here. Some of you are in the middle of a storm, and you think it's the devil, and it's God. How do you know that he defeats storms if you never go to a storm? How do you never get spiritually strong to help anybody else if you don't go through some stuff? I'm telling you, I've fought sickness lately. <laughs> I, I t- I, people, to the point where people look at me, probably like I would have looked at people, like he must be a hypochondriac. I'm like, I got blood work on every time I'm sick. And so in this season, you just have to ask yourself, like, what? what? Like, why am I in this? You know, and then you get sick. Everybody starts being like, well, you're fat. You need to be healthy. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's great advice. I know a lot of healthy, fat people. <laughs> and people start giving you their little inputs of what should happen. Y'all, y'all have ever been there? Everybody's got the solution to your problem? They'll tell you so many solutions to you're crazy. I've heard people tell me I need my house has got mold, my this has got that. I need to start drinking lemon water every morning. And I mean, they got remedies. Cut potatoes and put them on my soles of my feet with socks. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> I don't know what. I eat potatoes, I don't put them under my feet. I don't know why I went there, but I did. So he said, let us go across to the other side. Listen to me. Go back. I'm sorry, JT. As long as you're walking with him, you're going to be okay. As, as long as your mind's on him and as long as you know he's got you, let us go. Now, if he said y'all go, which he did one time, it's kind of crazy. It's another story. But he said, as long as he's with you, you're going to make it. As long as he's with you today, you're going to make it. So look at verse 36. It says, when they had sent the crowd away, they took him in the boat just as he was. There were also other little boats with him. I find that so funny, and I'll get to that in a second. But a great storm arose. Now, when we read this, 
It's so easy for us who's sitting here not in a storm in a boat. You know, like when we go on the cruise ship, when the storms kick up, they induce the stabilizers. And all of a sudden, instead of your meal doing this, you know, your meal just kind of every now and then does this. And, you know, you're trying to cut your steak and it's going like that. But they, they don't have stabilizers. They, you should look at the boats that they had. And this was not like a little storm. This was a big storm. And it came up on them. And it says, so that uh, was now filling the boat. It's coming over them. This is, listen to me. This is your life sometimes. It's not just a little storm. All of a sudden, you just keep saying, if I get hit with one more thing, one more wave hits me, God, and I'm going, I'm sinking. I am at the place where I am barely making it. Everything is happening to me, and it's wave after wave after wave after wave. And all of a sudden, the voice of the enemy begins to spin. He accuses God so well to us. Well, you know, if you wasn't serving God, look at all those people that don't serve him. They're out there having a good time. I hate to tell you, Noah's rain comes. That good time ends when that flood comes. And it's coming. That trumpet's going to sound one day. And playtime will be over. And forever we'll be with the Lord. And man will say, oh, thank God I kept the faith. Oh. So, back to peace. 38. He was, now he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. This is so, I'm so happy with this. Some of y'all are like you need to do some wake-ups. Maybe it's hot or something in here. Can, can you see this? You're frantically worried that the boat's sinking and Jesus just pulled up a pillow. You want to talk about a picture of peace? The boat can't go down with him in it. You need to understand that for your life. If he's in your life, the boat's not going down. Everything the devil says is a lie. It can't go down with him in it. How can the winds and waves do anything with the very one that spoke and said, let there be light, let there be water, let there be universes. How in the world can you sink with him in the boat? Now, here's what I'm going to tell you to do today. You go get you a pillow and you just snuggle right up beside him and you know that I don't care what you're going through today. He's going to deliver you and he's going to give you peace in the problem. I did not tell you your problem is going to leave. I'm telling you that you're going to understand that the pillow maker, the one that sleeps and rests, is with you today. I'm not rebuking problems. I'm saying in the middle of the problem, you can have the peace of God that passes all understanding. This is not just a funny story. And here comes the voice of the devil accusing God. Jesus, don't you care? Don't you care? Don't you care, Lord? That my mind is under assault by the enemy. Don't you care? I can see a lukewarmness coming in my heart. And I feel... 
feel like I'm drifting from you and I can't get back to you. Don't you care? Lord, I can't sleep at night because of all this worry. Don't you care? Don't don't you care? The day that we truly understand that God is love. Not quote it, not know it here, but the day that our heart grabs it. The devil can't touch you with that. There's never a question, is God good? You can lose everything you have and shave your head and fall on the ground and say, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There's nothing but good in him. There's no darkness in him. There's no turning. He's not sitting up there saying, I'm just putting you through this mean trial. God's up there. He's got a purpose for the trial. He might don't he don't care that you suffer a little right now. Because once you walk through the suffering, you ever been through a real bad trial? Would you take anything in the world for it when you come out on the other side? No, because you have this love. You understand. You look back on the trial and realize everything I thought was going to destroy me, God, it was just God just walking with me. You know that they my grandmother used to have this little thing called footprints. I know you've probably seen it. You thought you were walking in the desert by yourself. You didn't realize the whole time it was his footprints because he was carrying you. You know, we, we all see that. We're like, yeah, that's, that sounds good. No, like you could be in that season right now. Like you're seeing the footprints thinking, where are you? Do you not care? I'm walking through the driest part of my life by myself. And he's saying, not only do I care, I put you there. I sent you there. And it's me that's carrying you through it. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be him that carries us to heaven. Isn't it funny how self-reliance disappears when God puts us where we need to be? You don't think those excellent fishermen, you don't think they thought they could handle that storm. You don't think them growing up on the Sea of Galilee, that they they didn't do it. They owned a fishing business. You don't think they thought their talents could get them out of it? Till the boat was going down. And sometimes we don't have our peace because we're relying on us to bring peace instead of him to bring peace. Amen? Amen. Look at my last verse and I'm going to close. He arose, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace. Be still. Some of you need to just be still. Just be still. What am I going to do? Nothing. You're going to do the same thing that the disciples did. You're going to go to the source. And you're going to say, I can't do this. Can't get out of it. And I'm just going to be still and know that he is God. Then the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And I found out about God. The word suddenly is in his vocabulary. He will take you to a place, and the devil will have you thinking all this terrible stuff's going to happen, and then all of a sudden, suddenly, it changes. He comes on the scene. My, my son is dead, the widow. And all of a sudden, he just, there's Jesus. She raises him to life. And she went from despair 
to joy like that. I'm not telling you you have to live life of just constant trial, but I am telling you that you, it doesn't matter. Trials are going to come. The peace I leave with you, not as this world gives, not trial-free, but peace in the trial. You know, I heard some people be critical of this song, but the song, Even If by Mercy Me, all it is is peace. They're like, God is going to deliver us, but even if He doesn't, I've got peace with Him. And that's exactly the mindset of every believer. God, you can suddenly end this trial right now. But even if you don't, you're with me. Even if it doesn't end, and even if the fire consumes me, I'm going to heaven with you forever. It doesn't matter. That's a crazy piece right there. When the devil's scared of the church grabbing that piece. That's why when she, he said she taught on peace, the devil started attacking her. Because you look around the church today, we look like a bunch of crazy maniacs. Nobody's solid. Everybody's just up and down and the waves go, we're under attack. America's going down. The church world, you just hear the church, it's just in a state of storm. And God's like, hey, I don't care. The storm's always been there. The church has always been persecuted. They've always, since Acts, when it started, had trouble with members backbiting. They have. It's in there. He didn't hide it. They've always had trouble with people because people are people. But they got their victory when, when, they, when Nero was, and Caesar was lining the ropes to Rome with Christian bodies as torches and burning them. That church in that time had great peace. Now how would we be if any time they could kick the door in and he could line the road to Birmingham with us as human torches? Tell you what we'd find out if we had the real, or he is our peace. That Isaiah 26, 3, and I'll close. You have to be stayed on him. When the storm gets crazy, the disciples did the right thing. They said the wrong thing, but they did the right thing. A lot of us are going to say the wrong thing in the storm. That's why we shouldn't judge each other. You ever judge somebody, the next thing you know, you got in that same storm? And you actually acted worse than they did. <laughs> I guess just I've done that. But it was. It's because you forget when people are in storms, they do crazy things. They say dumb stuff. That's why you just got to keep. I don't care what dumb they say. We're in this together and we love each other. Right? So if everybody will stand with me. Last week we talked about we can lose him in the middle of church. No matter how called you are, Mary and Joseph were called and they lost him. Today I want to talk to you about he came for your peace. You know how you can judge your walk with Christ for real? 
It's, it's a terrible. A lot of us don't like to take self-test because when we see the F minus on the paper, instead of going to him and saying, he, the kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, which means his righteousness. Then what? Peace. If you're in the kingdom of God, you should have righteousness, which means it's his righteousness. And there should be peace. And then what? It gets even sweeter. Joy in the Holy Ghost. You can't have joy if you don't have peace, I promise. And maybe you do a self-assessment today and you're an F-minus on peace. Well, I'll tell you what you're really an F-minus in is being with the Prince of Peace. We've let our schedules keep us from Him. We've let our hobbies keep keep us from Him. We've let everything keep us from Him. And we're wondering, why are we perishing, Lord? the Prince of Peace is not there anymore. Now look, you can live a life if you really want to, free of disturbance, I'm telling you. You can just kind of make a pact with the devil. I read where Israel just told the enemies, the enemy said, lay down, and they, it said, Jesus, the, the prophet came and said, you just lay down and let the enemy run right over you. No resistance, no spiritual warfare. People don't want to hear that stuff anymore. By the way, just because we're in 2017 doesn't mean spiritual warfare has ended. In the last days, perilous times will come. And everybody assumes that perilous times is corrupt government and all that. It's always been corrupt. No, the perilous time was the attack on the mind of the believer. And you just want to say, man, I'm walking away from this. Until you come to the conclusion Peter did, where am I going to go for only you have eternal life? Where am I going? (laughs) I don't understand. You just told me something really weird about eating your flesh and drinking your blood. And all these people, I don't understand what you're saying, God. You ever been there? But just because I don't even understand, I'm still here. I want us to be a church of peace. You want to evangelize? Everywhere you go, have peace. When people get around you, they will feel that peace because he is the peacemaker. He's the peace speaker. He's peace. Ephesians, go read it. Paul is being just brutally beaten and all these, he's chained up to a Roman soldier. He's not getting to do what he wants to. Look how many times in the book of, to the church of Ephesus, he writes and says, he's our peace. He tore down the partition because he came as a child. He also was lifted as the Lamb of God. And now we can go to God about any and everything. And there's nothing the devil can do because God hears me because I'm his. All because Jesus, our peace. There's no enemy between us and God. I can go to my Father. As a failure, I can go to him. Because why? I remember God is love. I'm holding on to it. I'm going to keep reminding you, church, as God gives me breath, that God is love today. He feels every pain you're fighting today. He's not angry with you. He loves you. Jesus was our peace. Every bit of rage that God has towards sin, He smote Him so that He could embrace us and answer our prayers and we can live good, happy, and peaceful lives our cares on him because he does care for us hallelujah
Hallelujah. There's a powerful anointing in here today. It's time for oppression to be broken and the peace of God to rule and reign in your heart. Romans, the God of all peace, comfort you. Look how many times he said the God of peace. God's a God of peace. When I met Dr. K, he knew I had a problem. And he knew I didn't believe God really loved me. I know it. We talked after we played golf. And he's been praying for me about it, and I know he has. And he can tell sometimes when I'm down on myself, like I'm a complete failure and I don't deserve to be up there. And he's been reminding me, and I'm so thankful for that. I was thinking today. But I'm telling you, something happened to me this week. I don't just believe it. I know it, that God loves me. And because I know it, I'm going to get around everybody I can so they'll know it. I'm going to do what Dr. K did to me. If I can tell in your life you don't really believe he loves you just the way you are. You don't think I got faults? Come hang with me. One thing I don't have a fault with is showing you my faults. What you see is what you're going to get. He loves me. And as I realize he loves me, those things that are called faults, they just start to fade away because I let him love them out of me. He's not mad today. He is happy to give you peace today. Those scriptures in Isaiah, it was the greatest thing they've ever read that there's going to be the Prince of Peace Christmas hymns that used to just be Christmas hymns. I'm telling you, I'm worshiping in my car because, man, the Prince of Peace came. The living God wanted us to embrace His Son and we can touch the Prince of Peace. Amen. So I've done what I'm not supposed to do. I stood you up, preached for it. I want you to come down today if you need peace. And I want you just to let the Lord come back and sit on your heart. And be the peace for you. As I 